Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 129, this will be a little a news roundup show. I'll be covering a bunch of news stories from medicine and health to sports to some not-so-serious news stories. Look out, Ohio State fans. This is Saturday night with Dr. Anonymous starting right now. Congratulations to the Big Ten champion, Ohio State Buckeyes, and their disposing of the Michigan Wolverines 21 to 10 earlier this time, earlier today. This is the best time of year to be an Ohio Buckeyes fan, Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Why? Why do you ask? Because we're just on top of the world right now. However, in 42 short days from now, in six short weeks. I hate to say it. <laughs> Those same Big Ten champion Ohio State Buckeyes may lose another bowl game. I know. I hope it does not happen. Anyway, a little sports commentary to start the show. All hate mail goes to RockDog at AndyBurltalk.com. So let's properly t- let's properly start tonight's show if I can if I can talk right here. So this is bringing you the best that medicine and social networking has to offer. This is the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends like you call me Dr. A. You can always find me at dranonymous.com. That brings you to my blog, which I seldom blog, but I am trying to turn that around. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. That brings you to my Facebook fan page. Shout out to everyone who is following me on the Facebook fan page for the show. I very much appreciate that. And you can also go to DrAnonymous.org, and that takes you to my uh, iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show and listen to me anytime. <laughs> 
Uh, today is Saturday, November 21st, 2009. It is uh, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And thank you, all of us, uh, all of you, for uh, joining us uh, here uh, this evening. Yeah, I'll be talking about some news stories here uh, this evening and, uh, you know, whatever else uh, may come up here <laughs> in the course of the broadcast here this evening. I want to thank you for uh, sharing your Saturday night or your Sunday morning uh, with me. Uh, I do want to uh, give a shout out to the people in my chat room here. I have a Captain A Topic, who I believe is listening live uh, from uh, Australia on a Sunday morning, I believe. We also have Liz. We have uh, freaking Ben with the key. And we also have uh, on the line listening, calling in because she has no internet. We have Kimmy uh, on the phone there, and I may bring her on the air here at any time. <laughs> uh, and then we have the Burl, the Burl, who's stuck in our chat room right there. So, yes, because at the top of the next hour, I'm already talking about the end of this show, which I know all of you are looking forward to. <laughs> at the top of the next hour, it'll be the award-winning uh, Andy and Burl live show here on Blog Talk Radio. What award did they win? I have no idea. We'll we'll uh, we'll make that up uh, later. <laughs> well, but before we get started here this evening, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again tonight. And again, thank you for Blog Talk Radio for not canceling the show. I appreciate that. Those of you who are new to the show, listening live or on the archives, yes, I am a uh, real physician. I am a licensed physician here in the state of Ohio. I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. I've had this show for two years now. You can believe that, kids. And if you're listening live, you can see my smiling face on the webcam here uh, this evening. And uh, if you're new to the show here, if you go to the top of the chat room, you see the Dr. Anonymous, uh, I don't know, uh, you, see the doc, you, see, you see Dr. Anonymous here. And you see the little webcam, little gray uh, webcam icon there. And uh, you press that, and you will see me doing the show live right in front of your eyes. Very exciting, I know. So I did give a little shout-out to my uh, chat room there. So uh, we will uh, take a little break and continue the course of the show here, talking about just some news stories here. I'm going to keep it a little bit lighter uh, than I did on my last show, which I'll talk about. (laughs) But we'll get started here. You are listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network, you can check that out at GetBetterHealth.com and also a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. I encourage you to check that out at ProMedNetwork.com, and we will be right back.
Yes, that's right. The only show on Block Talk Radio uh, that is favored, that is approved by four out of five dentists. The fifth dentist, he's a he's a communist. <laughs> I know what that means. Uh, so uh, so let's just get started here uh, this evening. So I just have a couple of uh, have a couple of uh, uh, medicine related news stories here. Uh, before we get into the uh, silly and fun stuff. <laughs> um, so uh, if you didn't uh, check out my last show on Thursday night, I uh, got a little bit on get a little bit on my soapbox there, uh, a little bit, uh, and uh, talked about, uh, if you haven't heard uh, this week here in the United States, uh, there were some new uh, guidelines that were uh, announced that were presented with regards to uh, mammogram testing. I won't get into the details of that. You can listen to show number 128 to, uh, to check that out. Um, and it's only a half-hour show there, but I did get a little bit on the soapbox here for about 10 minutes. If you want to see the little clip of where I get up on my soapbox, you can go to DrAnonymous.net, and you can see me on video just talk about a little story from the other side of the mammogram guideline debate. But interestingly enough, on Friday, just yesterday, there were some new guidelines that were announced uh, by the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology talking about Pap smears and how they are, they how they are not recommending they should be as often as they used to be, and is there some confusion about that out there? And uh, I pulled this little video uh, audio clip from our friends at the Associated Press, just kind of uh, talking about the confusion that is out there. New guidelines for female health reported in the same week have women talking. I think it's confusing, <laughs> very confusing, and I really don't like it. First, it was announced women could start mammograms at a later age, and now they are being told to get pap smears less frequently. Stretching it out another year just further put, puts, you know, undue, I guess, false, um, like a false sense of security in someone's mind that I'm okay until that age, which is ridiculous. Pap smears are tests used to catch slow-growing cervical cancer that current guidelines say to get screened for every year. And if there are women who are uncomfortable with that recommendation, I still screen them annually. And there are certainly women who feel like three years is too long to wait. But according to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, women who are considered low risk can get the exam every other year and in some cases every three years, and starting at the age of 21 instead of 18. From my own experience, I've had a lot of friends that have had abnormal pap smears, and um, I don't know if that would have been prevented if they'd waited until they were 21. All of the changes come at a time while health care reform and its cost are being heavily debated in Congress. For good or for ill, when I'm sitting with a woman in my examining room, I'm not thinking about the cost to the United States healthcare system. And maybe we should all be thinking about it more, but that's really not in any way a factor in the conversation that I'm going to have with an individual patient of mine about her breast cancer risk, about her cervical cancer risk. What we need to think about is 
How high risk is she and what's the appropriate screening strategy? The American Cancer Society reports over 11,000 new cases of cervical cancer will be diagnosed this year with an estimated 4,000 dying from the disease. Lila Ibrahim, The Associated Press. So there you go, kids. So uh, so there's just, uh, just some, another new set of guidelines in the same week, which has everybody talking, especially with this health care reform thing that's been going on. And uh, I've been kind of paying, paying attention to this today. Uh, one of the few times, <laughs> one of the few times that I admit that I have watched C-SPAN. I know. What's wrong with me? <laughs> but uh, uh, just within the last hour, the uh, Senate had their little test vote uh, in which uh, 60 senators uh, uh, passed a uh, – they didn't pass the law. They didn't pass the reform. They passed the decision – to take the health care reform bill to this to the floor of the United States Senate that will probably be taking place after Thanksgiving. So, uh, but there's one more one more thing here, and I won't I won't uh, go on uh, go on and on about this. Uh, but I just thought it was very interesting that uh, some of the people who said that. Uh, they still want their mammograms every year. Those same people were saying, you know, I don't think we need to do pap smears every year. <laughs> Why did they say they did not want to do pap smears every year? Well, because, you know, they do have, you know, they, they do have a tendency, you know, sometimes to overdiagnose and, and to subject people to, to uh, unnecessary extra testing and, and surgical procedures, which they may not ha- which may, they may they may not need. Wait a minute, <laughs> wasn't that the same argument <laughs> for decreasing the frequency of mammograms? I mean, these these you know, there's some of these people out there. I I heard them on Wednesday. They said you need your mammograms every year, and then today on Saturday saying. You know, you may not need passengers every year. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, I don't understand it. I don't know, uh, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how this uh, debate <laughs> kind of keeps going on and on about this. So, uh, I think uh, I, I will. I will let that go here, and we will. <laughs> we will move on here to the uh, next topic here. Uh, I will. Uh, Play this little thing here, and right after this, I will uh, give you the uh, H1N1 update right here on the Dr. Anonymous show. Don't go anywhere.
That's right, Kurt. Curing that pesky rash just with the sound of my voice. This is the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. So the latest in H1N1 news, I know you're, this is riveting. So I have a story here from our friends at CNN from November 21st. Health officials on Friday, meaning yesterday, reported a slight decrease in H1N1 flu activity nationwide. The Centers for Disease Control Prevention said 43 states now have widespread flu activity compared with 46 states last week and 48 states at the beginning of November. It's still much greater than what we would ever see at this time of year. Dr. Ann, I can't say her last name, director of the CDC National Center of Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, said in a news conference, this person who I can't say her last name added that while some parts of the country are seeing a small decline in flu cases, other areas, including Maine, I don't think Maine really counts, <laughs> uh, including Maine and Hawaii, have seen a bit of a surge. Surge. <laughs> so, it seems, it seems that this uh, uh, swine flu story is dying a little bit, but, yeah, that, well, that, that was not a joke there, I'm sorry. Uh, it seems like it, it is fading out a little bit. But, but wait, there's more. From the Associated Press from yesterday, still from Atlanta, uh, Drug-resistant swine flu cluster reported in North Carolina. So just when you thought that, uh, you know, this story was fading out, now we have drug-resistant swine flu. Four North Carolina patients at a single hospital tested positive for a type of swine flu that is resistant to Tamiflu, health officials said Friday. The case reported at Duke University Medical Center over six weeks uh, make up the biggest cluster seen so far in the U.S. Ooh. Tamiflu is one of two flu medicines that help against swine flu, and health officials have been closely watching for signs that the virus is mutating. Mutating! Oh, no! Making the drugs ineffective. More than 50 resistant cases have been reported in the world since April, including 21 in the U.S., and almost... I'm sorry, almost all the U.S. were isolated, said officials from the CDC. And adding to this, adding to this, let's see if I have things lined up here. Yeah. Uh, and adding to this here is, uh, yes, I know you've been very worried about it. Uh, there is our first feline, our first cat Dies of the swine flu. I know. I'm very upset about it, too. Here's the story from our friends at the Associated Press. An empty bowl in Rhonda Rubman's kitchen stands as a reminder of her pet cat, Buddy. The cat is believed to be the first feline victim of the swine flu. Rebman says Buddy's symptoms started with just a missed meal. For one of them to miss a meal, it was kind of strange. I thought, well, you know, he could have a hairball could have eaten something that upset his stomach. But things got worse, and when she noticed Buddy having trouble breathing, she took him to the vet. Really, I was just 
I was thinking, oh, well, they'll take a test x-ray, we'll get some antibiotics, he'll be fine. But Buddy wasn't fine. Three days after arriving at the animal hospital, he died from the swine flu. We knew we had something that was viral, uh, something unusual. Diagnosing the condition was not easy. But after veterinarians found out that a family member had flu-like symptoms and other cats in the house were sick, the diagnosis became clearer. I think the, the radar is up, but it certainly took a very unusual case for us to see that that's really what it was. The Rebman family is still mourning and shocked that H1N1 targeted their beloved buddy. We weren't expecting our cat to die, and um, watching him suffer like that was horrific. It is tough. It's, it's hard. Nobody wants to lose a pet. Other cats across the country have also been diagnosed with swine flu, but so far, they've survived. Brian Thomas, The Associated Press. That's right, kids. Now it's serious. This is from the uh, USA Today from yesterday. Oregon cat first to die from H1N1. The Oregon State Public Health Veterinarian confirmed November 18 that a cat in Oregon has died from presumed 2009 H1N1, according to the American Veterinary Medicine Association. It is believed that this is the first feline H1N1 fatality and the third case of a cat with a virus, according to those people. <laughs> Two other cats from Iowa and Utah have recovered. What they didn't report is all of them were seen in Las Vegas last week. I think I saw that uh, from TMZ.com. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so since it's serious now, kids, it's serious. It is so serious now that all of those shopping mall Santas that's right. They are demanding the H1N1 vaccine. Here's a story from WTHR.com. Headline, Mall Santas demand H1N1 vaccine. It seems concern over the H1N1 flu has gone all the way to the North Pole. Some Santa stand-ins say that they're at high risk for the flu and should get the vaccine first. I'm not making this up, kids. Every holiday season, Santa's helpers welcome children to their laps, pose for pictures, and hear hundreds of holiday wishes. But a lot of kids also carry a lot of germs. This season, the H1N1 flu prompted new procedures for old St. Nick, and the children coming to see him <laughs> at Greenwood Park Mall before kids in line, they get the sanitizer dubbed the Santa Tizer before the season. I'm not making this up, kids. <laughs> but some say more should be done to <laughs> to keep Santa himself safe. In fact. <laughs> can't say this without laughing. The Amalgamated Order of Real Bearded Santas. The Amalgamated Order of Real Bearded Santas wants their helpers to get the vaccine first. <laughs> the International Association believes Santa should be included with people in high-risk categories. If he gets it, he spreads it to all the other kids. So, yeah, 
I think they should be in a high-risk category, says grandparent John McIntyre. They're saying healthcare providers and people who are in contact with kids should get it. So for that concern, I can see why they'd want it, added parent Natalie Lyons. Greenwoods Parks Santa disagrees. Really? I don't want to be paranoid, he said. I'm not about to push somebody out of line in order for me to get one of those H1N1 flu shots. I get a seasonal flu shot every year, but I don't think I want to be special. He says children children should take priority and hopes if they are sick, parents will wait a while for their visit. That's right. Mall Santa's (laughs) demanding... H1N1 vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so if you don't, uh, I'm trying to find a story here. I'm trying to do this all at once. That's what she said. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find this other story here. Oh, here it is. So if you don't want to go to the mall, you can write to Santa. That's right. I'm happy to announce. This is from the Associated Press. Postal Service to resume North Pole Santa letters. This is from Anchorage, Alaska. Wide-eyed children around the world will be hearing from Santa's elves at the North Pole. After all, during Christmas seasons for decades, these dedicated elves responded to thousands of letters addressed to, quote, Santa Claus North Pole, unquote. That was the ending. Uh, that was, all that was ending with a U.S. Postal Service decision to discontinue the program based on the small Alaskan town amid privacy concerns. The elves from Santa's mailbag vowed to fight the decision while North Pole residents voiced outrage. A reversal of the Postal Service move was announced Friday. This is a real news story. Quote, we never wanted to spoil people's Christmas, unquote, said agency spokesman Ernie Swanson. Ernie Swanson. It was just a decision we had to make based on privacy concerns, and it was labor intensive. But it's still nice that we're able to resume this and still make people's holiday. The letters will now be answered under tightened privacy rules implemented nationwide by the Postal Service in response to security concerns that arose in similar programs in Maryland last year. It's great, said Chief Elf. I'm just reading this. Said Chief Elf Gabby Gaborik of Santa's Mailbag. The group has also been assigned a specific address that will allow its volunteers to run their own alternative program, bypassing the stringent new rules and perhaps lessening the Santa letter load load for the Postal Service. The restrictions don't effectively privately I can't read that. The restrictions don't affect privately run letter efforts. Children can write to Santa through that program at here's the address. Write it down, kids. One, Santa Claus Lane, North Pole, Alaska, 
taking another break uh, and uh, I think I will uh, if uh, if Kimmy is not sleeping I will bring her on the on the show here right after the break here but uh, I will do this one more story of uh, <laughs> a uh, uh, of a kid who was arrested this week of selling marijuana door to door I'm not kidding this is from the Associated Press. A Texas teen is behind bars after police say he came up with a not-so-bright idea to sell pot door-to-door. Investigators say Anthony Carrasco was wandering through this apartment complex in Brownsville when he knocked on one door too many. The man who opened it was a police officer. He asked him if he, uh, if he wants to buy marijuana, that he has a bag of marijuana. He even has his own scale. He could weigh out however much he wanted. The officer quickly grabbed his badge and placed Carrasco under arrest. Police say the teen had a gun and was drunk at the time. Some locals here find the whole incident hard to believe. Pretty crazy that someone would go door to door and sell illegal drugs, so yeah. To be going around in an apartment complex and knocking on doors, uh, clearly this guy knocked on the wrong door. Police say Carrasco will face serious charges, in part because he was trying to sell drugs near a university. Brian Thomas, the Associated Press. Yes. That's right, kids. <laughs> oh no! I'll do one more story here before I uh, before I go to break. This is uh, this is from my good friend Ben with the Q in the chat room. <laughs> get the, let me get the right story here because I know all of you out there will uh, find this amusing. <laughs> Dateline, Columbus, Ohio. Researchers. Here's the title of the story. Researchers, Ohio State Lake Jump, a wee bit of fun. Intrepid Ohio State University researchers have learned students don't just party in a campus lake during rituals before the annual Michigan game. They also potty there. Thousands of students will jump in the Ohio State's Mirror Lake Thursday night, which was last Thursday night ahead of Saturday's football game between the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. Before, during, and after last year's big swim, the College of Earth Sciences monitored the water quality. (laughs) Postdoctoral Research Associate Steve Goldsmith said the lake's temperature went up three degrees throughout the night and the ammonia level surged. He said body heat could explain the warmer water, but ammonia likely means one thing, urine. <laughs> Goldsmith advises students to have fun but not open their mouths. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the Dr. Anonymous show. There's the fight song here for my good friend, friggin' Ben with the key. We'll be right back.
Austin, astronaut, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. That's right. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show. Lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. <laughs> now I'm going to bring on my good friend here. I will play her unofficial official theme, but before I'm saying that, before I do that, I do want to invite everybody to the top of the hour show, the flagship show here on Saturday night, the Annie and Burrow live show. This is only the warm-up show. The real entertainment begins at the top of the hour right here on Block Talk Radio, but uh, right after this, I will bring in our good friend Kimmy. Here is the unofficial Kimmy theme. Jimmy, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? You know, I have to, I have to, I have to start by asking you, uh, how you doing there, Kimmy? <laughs> how you doing? I'm feeling good. <laughs> doctor. Always a pleasure. Uh, so, Kimmy, so uh, you you must be going through a little withdrawal there because you you are uh, internetless uh, tonight. Is that no. right? All the, all the, uh, everything's cut off in the, in the Kim house. We're getting ready to leave tomorrow. Heading out to California and then over to Chicago in a couple of days. So yeah, I'm going through withdrawal. It's a good thing I have a BlackBerry. I don't know what I'd do without that. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, so so are you, are you all, uh, you're all packed up and you got, you got all the stuff and you're, you're just ready to, uh, just kind of get out of there? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Ready to go. Everything's almost packed. There's a few things that still I need to wedge in places. I don't know how I'm gonna fit everything, but it's almost there. We're almost there. Wow. So you have the um, the, the uh, toys. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Those have to go under the floorboard, you know. So in case I get pulled over, just in case. I, I do have a lead foot, so you know, gotta be prepared. Well, you, you're 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 medical personnel. You can just say it's research. You know, you're good there. I'll just flash in my badge if you let the research. That's a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Kimmy, so I wanted to ask you, so uh, so when was your last official uh, day of work there? Uh, was it this week? Yeah, that was 
yesterday. It was yesterday. It was my last day. So, 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 take me through the last day there, Kimmy. Uh, did you say just uh, you know f these people, all these people, or you know, was it sad? Was it happy? What was going through your mind there, man? It's um, it's kind of weird because I think everyone knows how I feel about that place, but I made um, you know, a, it taught me a lot. It's a very inner city clinic, and it taught me a lot about. I guess I've lived a sheltered life, so I got to see the whole other side of what people go through. And, I mean, it was an experience I hope I don't have to do because I'm just not that type of person that can work in the inner city hospital. But um, it taught me a lot. And some of the patients, you know, you could say, like, oh, you know, I'll come back and visit. I, I have to come back in June for a graduation. But um, I know that I probably won't see over half of them. So it's kind of a little sad because, you know, it's the last time you're going to say goodbye and they all gave me hugs and it was kind of nice and then a couple of co-workers um, took me out to breakfast, got Starbucks and uh, then said goodbye and it was kind of sad, it, it was sad a little bit because, you know, it's a, it's a whole other chapter, there's a chapter in the book of Kim and then, you know, we're moving on to another chapter so it's just kind of, you know, a little sad but it's all good. Yeah, and, and I know that you, you, you've talked to... You know, some you know we've all done it. You know, talking about some patients and things, and uh, you know that type of thing. But I, I, I'm sure you know. I mean, especially with a dialysis clinic, you have regular people, you know, regulars that come in and uh, sure. probably yeah. have you know gotten used to you know talking with them and, and seeing them probably every other day. Some some of those people, so that's got to be sad too. Oh yeah, I mean they do. I think a dialysis you're there with them for like five hours. That's that's how long they they dialyze here. Uh, at this particular um, clinic that I work at, most of them run about five hours, and uh, it you get to know them and you know their families and you know their corks and I could look at them and know that something's wrong without them saying it, and it, it's kind of just because you get to know them so well and you know what's normal for them and what's not normal, and so it's 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 hard to like for me it's hard for me to be like I'm not going to be there anymore, but I worry. I, I don't know like what I don't know. It's, I I hope someone else will take my my place, but you know you never know. But I hope they will, and I hope you know it goes okay for them. But yeah, it's it's kind of hard, but it's all good. I spent 14 months with them, so you know it's kind of a long time. Not as long as the other job I had, but it's you know a significant amount of time. So what are you gonna what are you gonna miss about it? I mean um, about the job. Uh, there was there's a difference between working in like suburbia like where I was before where there was rich people because I, I worked in the wine country and working with inner city people because you can tell inner city people to just stop what they're doing because it's not appropriate and you could just tell them straightforward with like kind of elderly rich people you have to be respectful and be like well, you know, it's not really quite the appropriate behavior. And so it's kind of nice to just be really straightforward with them and be like, you have to knock that off. So I miss that kind of straightforward relationship. It was very honest and very straight up, whereas when you work kind of suburbia, it's a little different. You kind of have to, I don't know how to word it correctly, but I'll miss that. And I'll, uh, there was never a dull moment there, ever. I always had a story to come home to, always. And I'm gonna miss them take, taking off their pants. As weird as this. <laughs> I, wish, I, 
patients, and they they took off their pants a lot. And it's just going to be abnormal to go to a dialysis dialysis clinic and uh, have them keep their pants on. I'm not going to know what to do. That <laughs> <laughs> was half the silly vocabulary was put your pants back on. But now that's no. awesome. That's great. <laughs> is it uh, is, is it true that uh, is it true that the auto box uh, you know just chased you out of chased you out of Washington State? Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. Is he there? Oh yeah, he totally chased. Oh yeah, he's he's. Oh yeah, I know you can't see. He's in the chat room right now, so we're just like you know talking. Oh yeah, it's all his now. fault. <laughs> all his fault. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I. Uh, I, I did get this story here, and I, I think it's really interesting, and I think it's from Washington State. If it's not, I'll make it up. Uh, but uh, there's a surgeon guy uh, who uh, hired a hitman to uh, take care of some of his the doctors in his practice. It's crazy. Um, why don't I play this here, and we'll we'll uh, we'll continue talking here. This is uh, this is another sound clip here. It's an interesting story. If he's, if he's out, we're, we're very afraid. Dr. Joseph King and his wife say they fear for their lives. King's business partner and former brother-in-law is accused of trying to hire a hitman to kill King and another business partner. And I am tremendously concerned that if he is released, he'll come to finish the job. Washington state prosecutors have charged Dr. Michael Makovac with two counts of solicitation to commit murder. FBI agents say the Russian-born eye surgeon hired Russian hitmen to do the job, and he was willing to pay more than $100,000 to get it done. He allegedly said he wanted to eliminate a former employee who is suing him. Makovac also wanted King's murder staged as an accident, so that he could claim a $5 million insurance policy. Makovac denies the charges. If he was going to flee, Your Honor, I would suggest he would have taken that opportunity. Makovac is in police custody, but he wants to get out of jail and go back to work right alongside one of the men he allegedly wanted dead. And we've asked that a plea of not guilty enter on behalf of Dr. Makovac. Makovac is being held on $2 million bail if he gets out of jail, he's been ordered not to go to work or his home. Makovac lives down the street from the King family, but for now, the King family says they are staying in a hotel. Myra Lopez, the Associated Press. Wow. So, uh, so the auto box here saying in the chat room uh, that those guys have promos on the radio all the time. That's like disturbing. So he hired Hitman, and they're actually going to put him up. They, they're talking about putting him on bail, letting him out on bail. I thought that was like one of those things that you know denies bail if you like try to hire someone to kill someone. Uh, well, you know, huh? I don't know. It, it is it is Washington State, so I don't know. It's Washington. You people are nuts up there. I have no idea. Because <laughs> we don't get any sun in the winter, so everyone just kind of flips out and starts, you know. Trying to murder one another. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, what what I want to know is why did they bring this guy in in the first place? I mean, you know, you think like the interview process. Uh, okay, so uh, okay, first of all, he's Russian. Uh, so well, he, well, he probably bribed him with, with vodka, which I can understand that. Can you, I mean, you know? Oh, vodka's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's like, okay, I can work here. And then he works there six months, and then he's like, you know, I want to kill you guys now. <laughs> How does that happen? And he wants to go back to work with them? Oh, no. <laughs> That's not a good Oh, yeah, job. yeah. He wants, he, wants to, he wants to bring all of the awkward cake with him uh, and uh, evidently a gun. <laughs> that would be very awkward. Be like, um, hello? <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do if you're, you know, that kind of- <laughs> You came to work, you'd be like, well, I think I'm going to go home or somewhere else that's not home. I don't know. But, but these, these people are staying in a hotel. I'd be like, wow, that's like I would disturbing. Have location. Cause, I mean, I'm assuming they didn't say it was in Seattle, so it's probably outside of Seattle, which means it's like out in the country, because that's basically what Washington State is when you get outside of the big city. Uh, there can't be that many hotels. So I, I would have said undisclosed location far, far away, just in case. This guy's going to get out on bail. Those Russian mafia men, I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, uh, that's, very, uh, that's very strange. <laughs> so, you're, so you're going to California tomorrow? You're, you're like, just getting in your car? I mean, so, so, it's like, it's, it's, so it's like tonight, your last night in Seattle? Is that what you're saying? I haven't decided yet. It depends on how much cleaning I have left to do. Um, if I can finish it up tonight, yeah, I'm going to leave tomorrow. If it just doesn't get done, then I'll probably wait till Monday. But, yeah, just get in the car and, and head south. Wow. So, so did you uh, did you notify J-Man so he knows not to, you know, be there anymore? Oh, yeah. I notified him. He knows. I hollered out the window. <laughs> So, so you're going to see family, so you'll be there for, so what, you'll be there for a few days, or are you going to be there through Thanksgiving, or? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I will just be there until Wednesday or Thursday. It depends on the weather in the um, Midwest. If it starts snowing or, you know, bad storms are coming through, then I'll probably leave a day early. But um, if it's, it's all calm, then I'll leave on Thursday morning. But it kind of just all depends on circumstances. Or if I just had enough of my parents, I'll be really It's up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man! So you'll be so you'll be in Chicago probably. I don't know next week or something like that. Yeah, I think by Saturday or Sunday I should be there if it all goes as planned. Wow, that's so exciting! You have to be excited. It's exciting. It's uh, a little nerve wracking, but it's definitely exciting. Yeah, wow. Really well, crazy. actually, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of scared that you'll be this close. So I'll be closer to you. I'll be, you'll be easier yeah. for me to stalk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm actually quite nice. <laughs> I try not to stalk too many people. I just have a short list, and I can put you on it if you'd like. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, I'm more scared for the burl. I'm just saying. Oh, the burl! He'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be fine. They probably won't even see me at all because I'll be working and all that other stuff. It'll be like I'm there, but not really there. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Because you know, I work like twelve-hour shifts and. I don't know. So well, I don't well, think well, to worry about. Uh, well, Burl says he's moving in with me over here. That's what he said in the chat room. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. You know. 
what did he say? He said, he's, he's, he said he's moving in with me because we're, you know. Oh, yes. I think that's a good idea. We're best bud. You guys can cuddle and you're snuggy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, so that's just gonna be uh, that's, that's gonna be interesting. Kimmy, the 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 Kimmy chapter in uh, Chicago that'll be uh, very very interesting. Yeah, every time like I I you know it's so funny like I was off dropping like my modem off at at Comcast and I'm in line it's like 50 people in front of me I'm like mumbling to myself I hate to wait I'm very I want everything now get it done and this guy in front of me is like oh. Where are you? Are you moving? He's like striking up a conversation. I'm like, yeah, I'm moving out of state. And he's like, where? I'm like, to Chicago. And he's like, it's really cold there. Why do people find the need to tell me that it's really cold? It's the first thing out of everyone's mouth. You know, it's really cold there. I'm going to be like, no, really? The next time someone asks, tells me that. Every single time. Is that like weird <laughs> to be a spell? <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So we got nine minutes left. I'm going to uh, I'm going to share one more story, and then we'll close up a little bit early, so uh, people can refresh their drinks and get ready for the the big show at the top of the hour. Can you can you believe this, Kimmy? The Annie Burrow Live Show. It's just uh, they're just they're just awesome over there. Yes, awesome. Uh, so can you believe this, Kimmy? Uh, and I didn't I didn't really uh, believe this until I read it. The word, and you probably read this already, the word unfriend is the word of the year, according to the New Oxford American Dictionary. Can you believe that? I can. A lot of people use that now, like in in terms, well, at least kids my age, like when they're not even talking about social media. She's totally Hmm. unfriend now. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to unfriend her. I might hang out with (laughs) him. Uh, in case people don't know what this is, I'll read from the article here. It means to remove someone as a friend on a social networking site such as Facebook. Each year, Awkward University Press tracks how the English language is changing and chooses a word that best reflects the mood of the year. Oxford lexicographer, that's sexy, Christine Lindbergh says unfriend has, <laughs> this is, oh my gosh. Unfriend has real Lex appeal. <laughs> Other finalists for 2009 included Netbook, which I understand, and Sexting, which uh, is uh, sending sexually explicit text and pictures to my cell phone. Right, Kimmy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, so so at the end of the year here, uh, there's going to be all kinds of uh, 2009, uh, you know, end of the year stuff. So I guess that kind of kicks it off with the uh, with the word of the year. So, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, good word. So Kimmy, so uh, hey. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me, and uh, thanks a lot for making my show so much more interesting uh, than it was uh, with me just uh, rattling on and just talking to myself. Ah, you're always interesting. <laughs> and hey, you know, have a uh, have a safe trip, 
I mean, how, how have you kind of mapped things out as far as how long it's going to take you to uh, to trek eastward? Um, I I mean, I don't. I've never done it before. I'm going to say three days from what I've I've given myself. But there's so many different factors that might happen. So I don't know. People tell me two days. People tell me four days. I'm just going to go with three, and we'll see what happens. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know how cold it's going to be? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> guess who's how far I'll be staying at? No, I'm kidding. Yours. <laughs> you, you, used to, you used to tell us your location a lot using Bright Kite, but now you don't do it so much, so it's harder for me to stalk you. Uh, are you, are you going to be using uh, Bright Kite? Uh, okay. I saw you were trying to set that sucker up. It won't sync to my um my Twitter, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just... I'm going to do it by that mile marker thing, like how many miles I got. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It might just be whatever. I might forget to do it while I'm driving, which is probably the case. I have good intentions, but I can't even pay attention to myself half the time, so I forget. <laughs> uh, well, great, Kimmy. So, uh, uh, so before I let you go, you ha- do you have any uh, Jerry Springer closing thoughts for us here this evening, Kimmy? I do have one thing, and I I learned it last night, and that when a stripper tells you to smile, you know something's wrong. Wow. Oh, my God. Words to live by. (laughs) Well, cool, Kimmy. Hey, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Have a safe trip, and uh, I may have to head out there to, to the Windy City there just to, you know, hang out and... You know, drink and cuddle really? and get t- tasered, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, cool, Kevin. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. And, uh, hey, have a safe trip. Thank you very much. All right, kids. So that is our good friend there, Kimmy. Kimmy. Or as I call her, uh, Kimbo. <laughs> yeah, I would never call that live because she would beat me up. Uh, it's only four minutes remaining here, so thanks a lot for Kimmy for for calling in. Hey, stay tuned for the top of the hour in just four minutes. We will be uh, going to the Annie and Burl live show. Oh yeah, I want to give a shout out to Cat Faith Ignited in my chat from there, and uh, Girl 007 and our guest. So a little shout out to everybody in the chat room there. Got another shout out here to Captain A Topic who is uh, checking in from uh, all the way in Australia on a Sunday morning. So uh, thank you for joining us here. And uh, so my next show will be on uh, Wednesday night. That's right, a special Wednesday night edition of the Dr. Anonymous show, the uh, day before the day before Thanksgiving show here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. I will be uh, going live at 9 p.m. on Wednesday night, right the day before Thanksgiving, uh, and I'll be just yammering on like I usually do. But uh, I want to uh, give a little shout-out to uh, Ben Q there for the uh, Llama 80 show, 9 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on Sunday night right here on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, at the top of the hour is uh, the uh, Indian Burrow Live show. And I will see all of you there in just a minute. I will play this closing song, and I will get my butt over there. So thank you all for joining me this evening. I am Dr. Anonymous. Go to DrAnonymous.com, DrAnonymous.net, DrAnonymous.net.
O-R-G. And we'll see you all on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, right here on the show. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. And we'll talk to you all very soon. Good night, everybody. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more.